0: You are listening to the rock that creative job podcast with Jamie Roberts episode 40 This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire motivate and empower you with the tools insight and guidance You need to get better jobs better work better pay and build the creative career and life you've always wanted So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock Hey creatives If you are someone who constantly battles the relentless pursuit of creative perfection, you are not alone. Many creatives find themselves trapped in the never-ending cycle of striving for this flawlessness that they desire, which often hinders their creativity and their productivity. This is something I've also personally struggled with for decades. The good news is that there are ways to overcome creative perfectionism and unleash your true creative potential. So in this episode, we're going to explore 10 effective strategies to help you break free from the perfectionism trap. So get out your notes app because this is going to be a good one. But before we get into this hot topic, I want to remind you to please rate and review my podcast and subscribe if you haven't already, and please share it with your creative friends because this helps me come up in the search. It helps me get all of this great advice to other creatives who need it, and I really love to engage with all of my listeners. So if you're interested in giving me suggestions for a new topic to discuss on one of my episodes, please let me know. Reach out. I always love taking these suggestions from you guys because it's so helpful to know what you're struggling with so that I can support you and give you the tools that you need to be more successful in your careers. All right, let's talk perfectionism. This can simultaneously be a driving force for us and a stumbling block. The constant pursuit of excellence can really hinder our progress and lead to all sorts of things like imposter syndrome and burnout and reluctance in asking for help because of the fear that your work isn't good enough yet. Just a few more tweaks, just a few more hours, just a little bit more research. We've all been there. And this, my friends, is what I like to call the hamster wheel. I've been in it myself many times in my career as a designer, and I know that the only thing it does for you is exhaust you. My first position as a designer was a solo role for an agency. And I didn't have anyone to ask questions to. So while it strengthened my independence, it also created those hamster wheel scenarios. And I felt like everything needed to be overdone. I didn't have any other creatives to bounce my drafts and comps off of. But since I was used to putting in those all-nighters in college to make sure I got the A++, to make sure my work was the best in the class and I got the highest grade, I felt okay doing this in my first job. It was not sustainable. Being alone fed into my imposter syndrome because even though my bosses were happy with my work and they were excited about the projects that I was working on and the progress that I was making, they were salespeople with finance backgrounds. They weren't creative professionals who could help mentor me and stop me from the constant second guessing of my talent and abilities. Then, three and a half years into my career, when I moved across the country and took my second role as a senior designer, all of a sudden, I was one of many. There were multiple designers on the team. And the imposter syndrome and perfectionism became a real hurdle for me there, too, because I was also comparing myself with others. But the thing that broke me out of this cycle was being told I was going to manage a junior designer, and I knew I could not obsess over their work like I obsessed over my own. I could only guide it and consider the big picture. And this allowed me to start asking myself questions like if I or my team continue to work on this, will it add to the outcome in a substantial way? And very often the answer was no. I didn't want to overdirect or overwork my team and risk making them unhappy in their jobs or risk missing deadlines. So if you're entering this all too familiar brain space of wondering if something is good enough and you need to keep working on it and making it better, and I'm using air quotes when I say better because we all know it's not going to be better just because you keep fixating on it. One of the things you should start asking yourself is whether continuing to work on something is a positive or a negative. Learning to let go of the details and starting to see the big picture is a tremendous help when you get into the hamster wheel with your work. You'll also start to trust yourself more and the imposter syndrome will take a back seat. And if you're someone who is looking to move into management and leadership positions in the world of creative, these skills are so essential for you. You're not going to be able to direct and guide your team if you are obsessed with the details and making it perfect. We've all worked for those art directors and creative directors who have you make continual revisions or take your work and fix it themselves. And that is no way to manage and lead a team. No one wants to work for someone like that because your autonomy is gone. You don't feel like you're being trusted to do the work that you were hired to do. So being able to build these skills when you're not in a leadership role, is only going to position you more successfully when you actually get into one. So let's get into the 10 things that are going to help you. These are effective strategies to get you to break free from this pattern. I've used these. I've helped other creatives use these through my positions as creative leader and also through my coaching work with one-on-one clients. So I want to share these with you because I think they're so, so important to remember as we start to build our career and grow our skill sets in the world of creative. The first one is embracing imperfection as a part of the creative process. We have to accept that perfection is actually an illusion because creativity is subjective and embracing imperfections as part of our creative process and remembering that they can teach us something about ourselves is actually gonna help us move forward. We're able to see the unique approach to our work. And if we're not looking for the perfect solution, if we're just looking for the solution that feels like it's uniquely us, it's our perspective, it's the thing that has come out of our creative soul, We're going to feel better about the work and we're not going to be looking for that perfect, perfect answer. It doesn't exist. And each one of us sees the world in a different way. So embracing that imperfection and realizing like you're going to probably have a different solution every single time you work on something like this. It's okay. And letting yourself just be guided by that creative process in your mind, that's going to get you away from looking for that perfect outcome. The second one is setting realistic goals. You want to define clear, achievable goals for your creative projects. And getting the context and the insights you need from your team or your managers or your clients is going to really set you up for success here. You want to avoid setting overly ambitious expectations that set you and your team up for disappointment. This includes timelines. So for you creatives out there who are afraid to say no to jobs, you're afraid to say that you need until tomorrow, that you can't do this in an hour, it's okay to explain some of the process of what you're doing so that the person who's asking for this unrealistic timeline understands that there are things that you need to work on and this is the amount of time that you need to do it. We are not in a production line. And I know this is so, so hard, especially for designers who you're the end of the funnel. You have to crank it out. Everyone else has gone through the project details, figured out the brief, written the copy. And all of a sudden, now you need to make it a visual experience. That can be very stressful. So you want to set a realistic goal around what kind of time you need for these things. Because what's going to happen is you're going to feel constrained by the time, and then you're going to be obsessed with getting it perfect. And that is never going to work out. And I've been there, and I know that feeling of seeing the clock count down, knowing you have to turn this thing in, you have to publish it, you have to send it to print, and you're not really there. So being realistic about what you can do and the information you need up front is going to help you get away from the need to make it perfect because you're going to understand what the parameters are. You're going to understand what the expectations are from your clients or your managers, and you're going to be guided by those. You're not going to be guided by your own internal mechanism that keeps turning that hamster wheel. The third one is establishing time limits for yourself. You want to allocate specific time limits for different stages of your creative process. You can set a timer for brainstorming, for sketching, for refining your ideas, for taking feedback into account and thinking through how you're going to redirect. Knowing that you have a limited time frame for different segments of a project can prevent you from endlessly tweaking your work. And this can work really well if you are neurodivergent and struggle with focus. I've never been officially diagnosed with ADHD, but it's pretty obvious that my hyperfocus or zero focus modes have made it hard for me to get things done in a way that wasn't creating burnout. So I use timers for myself all the time to stay on track with my work and not overthink what I'm doing. If you are setting a timer and giving yourself the parameters of finishing something it allows you to move faster and make quicker decisions. And usually those are the decisions that we want, right? We want those gut reaction decisions. We need to take this out of the layout. We need to trim and edit this copy. We need to refocus this photography. This is where our brains light up. And we want to make sure that that is the mode we're working in because we get into that hamster wheel. And sometimes it's a pretty slow wheel. And all we're doing is moving the same fonts back and forth across the page or kerning and recurning or taking words out and adding words in. It's not helpful at that point. So giving yourself a time limit, that's gonna really help you create that focus mode, but also it's gonna help that inner creative, that part of your soul that just sort of inherently knows what direction to go, that's gonna help that person come out and overtake that perfectionist brain that sometimes creeps in when you feel stressed. The fourth thing is embracing the constraints. Constraints can actually be your friends. Whether it's working within a crazy tight deadline or adhering to a specific client requirement and navigating round after round of feedback, constraints stimulate creativity and they force you to make decisions quickly and avoid sliding back into the hamster wheel. We are the ultimate problem solvers. I say this again and again. And without constraints, we actually won't have anything to solve for. So, reframing those experiences, that feedback, all of the different insights that you've gotten, the market research, the things that trickle in that weren't in the brief in the beginning that changed the direction of the project, those are opportunities. They're not obstacles. They are a way of activating your creative brain and making you think about how you were going to solve for that. And that is why we love this industry, right? We love coming up with a solution for something that seemed almost impossible, but we were the ones that figured it out. And there is no better feeling than figuring something like that out and showing yourself, your boss, your team that you actually were able to solve this when they weren't sure it was possible. So remember that the constraints are the thing that actually kind of energize you sometimes and don't think about them as being something that holds you back. The fifth thing is shifting your perspective. Get away from your work. I cannot say this enough. I am someone, as I said before, who will sit for hours and just obsess over something in that hyper-focus mode. But we need to view things from different angles. We need to mock it up in different ways. We need to step back and look at it as if we're seeing it for the very first time. We've got to walk away. And I know how hard it is to do this. And if you're prone to a level of extreme hyper-focus like me, it sometimes almost feels painful because you're in this flow state and you want to solve the problem. You want to solve it so badly. But getting away can create that change in perspective that you actually need to identify those areas that truly need improvement and those that are actually working quite well. The worst feeling in the world is overworking something past the point of success to where you actually start to hate it again. It feels so defeating. And then the imposter syndrome takes its cue and it makes you wonder if you're even good at what you do and if you should just leave the world of creative altogether and open a hot dog cart outside the stadium so you never have to do another client rev ever again in your life. But we all know that's not why we started in this industry. We want to solve the problem and being able to get away from it helps us more clearly think through the solution. So we're not continually trying something, trying something, trying something. That's the hamster wheel. That's the pull of perfectionism. You want to give your brain the space to figure out what direction that actually is. And that wheel of perfectionism that's sucking you down is not going to help you get there. Number six is seeking feedback early and often. Do not wait until your project is near completion to seek feedback. You want to involve others in the early stages of your creative process. And I know it can be really hard to do this because it makes us feel vulnerable. But fresh perspectives can really offer those valuable insights and help you avoid the extreme tunnel vision that is caused by perfectionism. You also might see something that you didn't see before and get closer to that perfect place that you hoped for at the onset of the project. And if you feel sheepish or uncomfortable about asking for criticism from the people around you, maybe ask someone who isn't a creative. Show them what you're creating and ask if it makes sense to them or if there's something that's not clear or not appealing. We've probably all seen those logo fails where the graphic looks perverse or creates a new word that definitely wasn't in the company name. And all I can think of when I see those is that those people could have avoided this by just showing that design to one person outside the team, just one. And then they wouldn't have something that probably eventually created a lawsuit. So just remember, it's okay to show your drafts to someone. It's okay to show your sort of thought starter process to someone. Doesn't need to be a creative can just be someone who you want their opinion on if it makes sense or not. Is it clear to them? Are you only seeing it from one perspective? You want to make sure that you're getting that feedback. So that way it keeps you out of that hamster wheel. It keeps you off that perfectionism cycle because you're slowly and methodically building these solutions. You're not trying to go at it all at once. Number seven is learning to let go. Perfectionism often stems from a fear of judgment or failure. But we have to recognize that there comes a point when we all need to just let go of the creative work. We have to understand and internalize the idea that no creative project will ever be truly flawless. Because what makes our industry so amazing is that you can have a project outcome and feel super excited about the results. You can feel like you totally hit the mark and it is the most amazing thing and you just you really nailed it but we all know there's always a better idea waiting out there for you on the next project so releasing that tight grip on your work allows it to evolve and improve over time and it allows you to grow as a creative because if you're constantly looking for the perfect solution on something you're never going to move on to the next thing you're never going to let go and be able to solve a different problem do a different project you're still going to be fixated on this other thing that honestly may not be a portfolio piece maybe it's just a sell sheet maybe it's just event collateral that's going to be one and done after the conference is over it's okay to know that the work you did was great But it doesn't need to be the most perfect thing that you're sending in for design awards. It can be something that you're happy with and you're going to move on to the next thing and you're going to solve new problems. So letting go of the work and realizing not everything is going to go in your portfolio. Not everything is going to be the thing that you use to represent you as a creative individual in our industry. Number eight. Embrace failure as a learning opportunity. We all know mistakes are so uncomfortable. It really sucks when we don't get it right on the first round. And for us in creative, that immediately sends those creepy imposter vibes just tingling down our spines, doesn't it? But it's all part of the process. We can't hit the home run every time. It's not possible. So when we encounter setbacks and failures, we need to avoid beating ourselves up because honestly, no one expects perfection from you. They do expect you to give 100% effort to show up in the best possible way and to help them actively solve the challenge. But let's remember that nothing is final in our industry. Even the most amazing brand identities need to shift and evolve periodically because the businesses they represent have also shifted and evolved. We're in an industry that's always changing and it's okay to hear the feedback, analyze what went wrong, figure out the new direction, and then just use that knowledge to grow as a creative. You will need those skills as you take on bigger and more complex projects. So it's okay if something didn't turn out or the client wasn't super enthused about your solution. Not everything is going to be a win. How we respond to things as creatives is one of our super skills because we're able to take something that's nothing and turn it into something that's amazing. So if it's not working and people aren't happy and you're not hitting the mark, okay, just remember your job and your super skill is to actually move it into a better realm. This is what you do. This is what you have always done. This is why you do this professionally, whether you're freelancing, whether you're a contract, whether you're full-time, this is how your brain works. So just know that failure isn't actually a failure. It's just part of the process. And it's an opportunity for you to actually learn how to maybe rethink something so that those more complex projects that you will inevitably get in the future will become a little bit easier for you and less daunting. The ninth one, experimentation. You want to allow yourself to experiment. You want to try new techniques, new styles, new approaches without the pressure of perfection. Creative exploration often leads to unexpected and exciting breakthroughs. And I can tell you right now, this one is very personal for me because I have an incredibly hard time experimenting. It's just not how I'm wired. I am someone who will tear a page out of a sketchbook if I don't like how the drawing turned out. I have also deleted design files that didn't seem like they were up to par with where I wanted to be. And I've even been known to start over in Tetris if I made too many mistakes in the first few levels and didn't accrue the points that I wanted. And over my 20 years in the creative industry, I had to train myself to see that course correction is actually more important than perfection. And you can't course correct if you don't experiment because some of those experiments are gonna go to dead ends and some of them are actually gonna open you up to areas that you never knew existed. But you don't know that unless you take the time to actually experiment. And if you're experimenting and you're finding new ways of doing things, That anxiety around perfection and getting it right and getting it perfect and always coming up with the exact thing that someone wants on the first try, that's going to go away because you're going to recognize that this is all a process and no single outcome is the right one. There could be five different ways you could do something that's successful. Giving yourself the time to actually experiment, try new styles, try new tutorials, try new forms of writing, whatever it is just try it. See if you like it because you're just creating more tools in your creative arsenal so that you know when a project shows up in the queue that you're able to handle it because that's something that you experimented with on your own and you feel more comfortable. And when we feel more comfortable and at ease, we feel less anxious and less like we have to get it right. And the 10th one is prioritizing self-care. And I know this sounds cliched and we've heard this over and over, but I have to say it again because maintaining a healthy work-life balance is so essential for combating creative perfectionism. Ensuring that you have time for relaxation, exercise and activities that actually rejuvenate your creativity is so crucial to your success in our industry. A refreshed mind is more likely to break free from the shackles Of perfectionism than one that is completely overloaded. You can't just sit at your desk until nightfall, grinding away on a project, forgetting to eat or drink anything with the glow of the Mac screen on your face after your whole family's gone to bed and wonder why the thing you're working on isn't coming together. We have all been there. And the reason it's not coming together is that you're risking your physical and mental health for the outcome of your project. So it's never gonna come together if this is all you think about and all you focus on. You have to close the aperture, step away, look at something else for a while. Otherwise, you're gonna risk overworking that project and then overworking yourself. And neither of those outcomes are gonna be favorable in the long run. Creativity actually flourishes when you allow yourself to take risks, to take breaks, to make mistakes, and just embrace the imperfection that is the creative process. And by implementing these strategies, You can slowly break free from the constraints of perfectionism and keep yourself out of that hamster wheel and you'll be able to unlock that true creative potential that I know you have inside you without the fear of feeling like an imposter, without the fear of looking like you don't know what you're doing and without the fear of not getting it right. So just remember, there is no single outcome and it's okay to try new things. It's okay to relax and trust yourself because you got this. Only you can do what you do. And your unique perspective is what makes your work stand out. No one sees the world like you do. You're the only person who sees it through your eyes. And this is the most amazing thing to me and why I love what I do because every single person I work with has a different story, they have a different angle, they have a different perspective, and they have a different portfolio. I've looked at thousands of these and I can tell you that never have I seen one that's similar to another. We are all the special snowflakes that our mothers said we were. And if you're struggling with this and you cannot get over this hurdle and it is causing you pain in your job, it is creating friction with your manager, it is causing you to stall on your portfolio and not get out of a toxic work relationship that you have currently or get back out there after being home with your babies or leave the unemployment behind, I want you to contact me because I can help. I do this every single day. I help creatives all over the world with these struggles. And we reframe things so they can see their uniqueness, their individuality, and their work from a completely different perspective than they've been seeing it. This creates confidence. This creates excitement about where they are and where they're going to go. And it creates that clarity that we all need to understand how to move forward in our creative careers. You can contact me anytime, rockthatcreativejob.com. You can send me a message on LinkedIn. I'm very active there. I post a lot of content. I actually have a pretty funny series going on for the month of October right now. I have a YouTube channel with 20 free videos on things like portfolios, resumes, interview prep, all of the things that you need to get yourself back out there if it's been a while. And I have an Instagram feed that you can follow as well. So please reach out if you're struggling. If you want to set up a 15-minute call to explain where you are and see if I can help you, I would love that too. You can do that right on my website. It's totally free. And I hope this episode helped you with struggling with this perfectionism and this hamster wheel because I have been in that hamster wheel too. And I know how exhausting it is when it keeps going around and around and you feel like you can't get out. So let me know if I can help you with that. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you in the next one.